Sona, this was a very nice day today. It was. Because uh, over here at our headquarters, we got this great gift, Tillamook ice cream. I'm a monster for ice cream. I know you are too. I want to take a bath in it and then I want to eat Eat the ice in the eat the bath. Wait, what? I want to like bathe in it, yeah. but then I want to eat it as I'm bathing. In yeah, it. yeah, that's a simple concept. You made it much more complicated. I know, I'm sorry. Fill a bathtub with Tillamook ice cream. I will get in it, and then I will eat my way out. Yes, that's all okay, you need to there do. There you go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have so many great. It's such good ice cream, and they have so many great flavors. I mean, just off the top of my head, I I don't know. Birthday cake, caramel swirl, banana split, caramel toffee crunch, chocolate chip, chocolate chocolate chip cookie dough. I think there's butter pecan cookies and cream, French vanilla, chocolate peanut butter. Malted moose shake, I think, is one. I can't remember too well. Mounted huckleberry, Tillamook mudslide, Marionberry pie, monster cookie, old-fashioned vanilla, Rocky Road, Oregon dark cherry, waffle cone swirl, peppermint bark. I'm, I don't, I'm just going off memory here, but <laughs> holiday sugar cookie, orange and cream. Anyway, so many great flavors and uh, just incredible. You know, they they really put, and they come in family-sized cartons. Mm. Also, you're in good hands with the Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products, and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. I'm going to spell it for you. That's how much I care about this product. T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Hi, my name is Eric Andre. And I feel moist about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Fantastic. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. I am joined by my compatriots, Sonam Obsessian. How are you, Sonam? Hi. You seem a little prickly today about something. I don't know what's going on, but we'll find out soon. What are you talking about? And um, totally Matt Gorley. Hi. How are you, Matt? I'm pretty good. How are nice you? To see you. I'm okay. doing very well. You yeah. okay? Sonam? Yeah, you okay? Yeah. Okay, Do I never I really know. seem prickly? You came in a little hot today. I didn't know what was going on. What I think she's responding about? to you. you yeah, also you, said I, you said I was the dumbest person you ever met yeah, before we started ever recording. Made her feel prickly. Oh, yeah. You're right. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm thinking. Then you said, no, I meant the worst person I yes, ever met. Yes, that's right. Right. Yeah. So I corrected it. You're not the dumbest. You're the worst. Yes. So okay. why would that get you all? Um... I, I'm not privileged, <laughs> stupid. I'm fine. Stupid. <laughs> I like that. Can we just start calling you stupid? Yes, you can. <laughs> hey, stupid. But how are you in, in general? How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. You know, I was checking my wound. It's fine. I'm what okay. What wound? What do you have? What's I cut my finger cutting zucchini, but I'm okay. 
It's fine. It's what were you a, making? What uh, I was just roasting zucchini. As a, and then as a side I did dish? it on a mandolin and I sliced a piece of my finger off. That's and it was question. fine. Do your kids eat all kinds of food or are they super picky? No, they eat all kinds. They That's do. That's amazing. Well, it's just because we just, you know, we're we give them a lot of ethnic food and then they just eat a lot of We tried that stuff. with when my kids were little, especially my son, so picky. Oh. Just wouldn't, you know, super suspicious that everything was poison. Would only eat very specific things. But I've been, when I've been around you, they're eating everything. You just like can pull something out of the lawn and they'll eat it. It's incredible. And we do sometimes. We just go out there and get something and just put. They well, grass. often it's just grass. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> I think that's. I don't think there's any nutritional value to you that. You put enough spices on it, it's fine. They just look like kids that eat everything. They do. They eat a lot. I mean, but Beckett eats now. Okay, we don't use his name on this podcast. Now You've he said be- his name many times. many times. Never. A lot of times. Never. Yeah. His name's Rick. <laughs> his name's Rick? Yeah. Okay. I wish. Yeah. I wish. This is Rick O'Brien, my son. <laughs> I think I had a pretty good save there. Yeah, pretty solid. But Rick If anyone's mad at me, they'll be like, where is that Rick O'Brien? I'll no, no, he's he's good, but I'm seeing as little kids. As, yeah. I, I was very picky eater. I was very, very picky. Were you? Which doesn't work because it was one of six. Uh, there's kids. Oh. There's a bunch of kids in my family, and I was one of six. You probably got food hand me downs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this doesn't this hamburger doesn't fit me. Yeah, this hamburger fits Neil. Week. The hems on this hot dog are too long. <laughs> None of that makes Aww. sense. It's just stupid. Apologies all around. But the point I'm trying to make is that I remembered once saying to my dad, he was serving us all something you know, putting it all on the table. And I said, don't you know, I don't like this. And my father said, why would I know what you like or what you don't like? (laughs) And you know what? Oh my God. He said, why would I know what you like or what you don't like? And look, I'm not putting my dad down because I actually think he has a point. And then he went on to call you Rick. Yeah, listen here, Rick. You're gonna shut up. And you're going to oh eat that God. marshmallow and potato <laughs> oh, sandwich. Man. This was a rare moment of candor from my father. And he was kind of just saying, there's six kids. There's a bunch of animals running around the house, like pets, <laughs> dogs, cats. My brother Luke had parakeets. Your grandmother lives with us. Your Both parents work full time. And then suddenly this kid with an orange bull haircut is saying, don't you know this isn't my favorite repast? <laughs> and my father said, what? I barely know who you are. Shut up, open your gob and shove it in. But what were you thinking? He would just go make you a special meal that was different from everyone else's? I, I think for a second, I I just, you know, whatever was put in front of me was like, no, I don't, don't you know I don't eat swordfish? <laughs> don't you know? And I, you know, this was the 70s. Yeah. Nixon was resigning, uh, you know. What? It was what, a tough what, time. What does Nixon? Oh, that changed people's appetites across the nation. Oh, okay. I think we were all just on edge about inflation and what's Ford going to do and what's this new show, Sarn Out Live, Uh oh, Chevy Chase left. Will the show ever continue? And that was the mood of the times. And then here I am saying, "Mm, I'm not sure this fish is my favorite. (laughs) Father. (laughs) Father. (laughs) Hello. Ding, 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 ding. I had a spoon and I was banging it on a cup that said, uh, yeah, it said Nixon in 74. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. Father! <laughs> oh, God, it's probably real. <laughs> this cod is not quite to my liking. I like it abroiled, not fried. And he was like, what? Shut up. Eat it. I don't even know which one you are. Which one are you? Are you even one of ours? Are you a boy? Are you a girl? 
Are you one of the pets? Uh, he's asking all these questions out loud. He's asking them out loud. And I'm like, well, first of all, as we can all tell, I'm all boy. <laughs> Second of all, I'm the one we call Conan. Third from the top and fourth from the bottom. Lolly, lolly, la. Then neighborhood bullies came in through the window in my own house and beat the shit out of me. Oh my God. Father, oh. father, help me. I would have been one my of My father was bullies. like, here's here's 20 bucks. Hit him, hit him again. I think this is truly the first time I felt pity for you. <laughs> I actually feel for you. Really? I, yeah. I, that guy I just depicted? Yeah, because no. it felt real. And I do want to, I, I, I do love my dad and he's a great dad and uh, is still to this day a great dad. But yeah, did he think constantly about what my desires were? No, because it was a different time. It was the depression. <laughs> no. Yeah, for me, the depression includes part of my first 10 years of my life. Oh yeah. my the depression God. goes from 1929 <laughs> to 1979 because <laughs> it includes my depression as a child. <laughs> anyway, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, yes. God. Yeah, yes. we'll pick up more on that. Father! <laughs> <laughs> I'd like Father, to the toilet seat on the third floor <laughs> is vinyl, and that's not how I like to ride. Uh, and oh you God. know that, Father. <laughs> Your poor dad. My poor dad. My guest today is a hilarious comedian and host of the Eric Andre Show on Adult Swim, which is now in its sixth season. This man delights me. I'm thrilled he's with us. Eric Andre, welcome. You launched into this room full of pep and energy, and you are jacked. You're in good Dude, shape. I got, You're in great shape. I'm not shape. in great shape, but I, I'll take it. You are. I've been drinking a little bit. Okay. When I drink, I get a little pudgy. A little when pudgy. I don't drink, shh, slim up. You slim up real good. But I had my 40th birthday party mm-hmm. a month ago. <laughs> and it lasted and, for a month. And yeah, and I just... You went crazy. I like cocktails. What yeah. can I say? What's your favorite cocktail? What do you like? All of them. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like, what's your favorite album? It's an unfair question. And You're right. I'm, it's a, it's... I'm insulted that you would ask such a thing. No, I like a rum old fashioned. I like rum. I love rum. I like rum. rum a lot. I love rum. Uh, you got a pirate kind of vibe to you. I do have a pirate vibe. And when I'm on rum, I just sprout an eye patch and a pirate. And I just, <laughs> it just grows out of me. And I, God, I love rum. Yeah, it's fun. And then I like it's, to fight know, people. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, a lot of rum uh, history started in Massachusetts. Massachusetts was a huge rum producer back in the day. Back in the day. So you got it in your veins, brother. Are I you prob- from Massachusetts? Well, originally from Ireland, but then we <laughs> hung out in Massachusetts for a while before You then. weren't born in Ireland. No, but it's so funny. You're from Boston, aren't you? Yeah, I am from Boston. But it's so funny because my name's Conan O'Brien and I look the way they do. So many people think... Ah, so you're from Dublin, and I'm like, no, I grew up in I grew up in Massachusetts, but uh, you were born in Ireland. No, 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 I was born in Massachusetts. So why did you lie to me? I didn't. What did I say? Did I lie? Did, I don't think said, I did. I'm actually said, I'm, a judge. He goes, I'm fr- I'm I started in Ireland, and then I moved to no. Massachusetts. You you did. Thank you. You did say I started in Ireland. Yes, and then we came it, over to. It was very strange. That's weird. I subconsciously lied to you. <laughs> I, why did I do that? You're strange, man. You're drunk on rum. <laughs> well, I'm going to say right now, this is a Coke Zero. <laughs> it's got nothing in it. 
No, I started out in Lebanon. Then <laughs> it was off to Ireland for my dreams to come true. Then I made my way to Boston because I heard that was the show business capital of the world. Oh, yeah. Turns out that was a mistake. Oh, right under the Sitco Stein. That's where everybody. <laughs> it all happens. That's where it all happens. That's it's, where they film Goodfellas and Godfather. All good movies start right underneath the Sitco right Stein. Right under the Sitco Stein. Fenway Park. That's right. Okay, I'm going to make sense of this because we have things to talk about. Tell me everything. We can't, we can't be screwing around. This no. is a serious interview. I, do you? feel distracted am i creating a distracting I think environment you should, i think you should go <laughs> I, I think i want to continue my interview with eric andre without eric andre because you're uh you're, yeah you're distraction i'm sorry you're getting in the way of my interview with you yeah i love you you're a great i love you too you're man. a very funny man you're a very creative man you're a force for good thank and, you uh i'm so i was very excited that I'd be seeing you today. I think the last That's time we talked, it, it was over Zoom, and then today you come bursting in the door. Yeah. We hugged. Yeah, we kissed. I, I felt we kissed for quite a long time. You became moist. <laughs> I felt your musculature. <laughs> then we fought for a bit, which surprised uh, me. It didn't surprise me. It, it shocked me. You took the first swing. <laughs> I came right, I blocked it, came right back. It was, <laughs> and then I was doing major uh, kickboxing on you. You were shocked. Remember? I did Tybo. I you did, did Tybo on you, which isn't a good defense. No, it's a very good exercise. <laughs> Great exercise, not a good. You weren't even facing me art. as you did Tybo. I know, <laughs> and it made me easy to hit. I just was hitting you with a chair, and you pummeling were... <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm bleeding out. And then you started doing squats as yeah. I punched you in the face. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand any of it, but yeah. uh, and now no, we're here. very, very, very happy to have you. here here and so glad that your show is you got a new season of the show coming yeah. out which people absolutely adore you've got great people on the show this year you, you always get terrific guests you always get great people to play along but who's who we got this it's like john ham remember oh john ham yeah little nas x yeah good L friend of mine little yachty a lot of lils yeah a lot of little <laughs> porn star mia khalifa who you're gonna pretend you don't know any of her work conan Oh my God! Please. This morning I did a nine-hour deep dive <laughs> on her work. She enunciates the dialogue very well. <laughs> That's what she's that. known for. <laughs> her diction is perfect. Uh, I don't think the I, contaminator. I didn't notice anything else. Uh, um, you've got this great trajectory, which is you made this show up completely. It's like sheer force of will. You pretty much made it all happen yourself in yeah. a lot of ways. Right at the beginning, this was a yeah. homegrown project. Yeah, it was a junkyard show. It was you, and you were like, when you put together your show, you were living on couches. Yeah, yeah. Where? I was like sleeping outside. I would sleep in like little parks because I was too afraid to sleep in Central Park. So I'd sleep in like St. Martin's Park in Murray Hill. And like I would pick little, and I had toothbrushes all around town. And like I would hit, you had two, two toothbrushes hidden in the park? Yeah, I had toothbrushes <laughs> hidden in the park. Well, I think it was third rock from the pond to the left. Here it is. Oral B with Sensodyne. I would like, I would do stand up at night. I would do over mics and I would ask the audience if I could sleep over and sleep on their couches. And you meant it. And I meant it. Mm -hmm. and I meant it. Wow. Did it heat up in here or am I excited? What do you mean? Don't you feel like it's hotter than when we started? Yeah, that's your body heat. You think it's just <laughs> you're glowing. You are glowing. I'm pregnant. There's an there's an omelet cooking on your shoulder. It got you, hotter. Didn't I think it? it got hotter because I don't mean to flatter myself, but I think you saw me 
I did. And I think you thought, shit, I'm sitting with that Conan O'Brien. That's right. I didn't realize. <laughs> That's right. And you had to up your game. I looked into those Lebanese eyes and I knew. <laughs> Lebanese Irish eyes. <laughs> and you knew you had to take it up a notch. That's you know? right. Your um, hair looks good, man. Does It looks okay. It's been pushed back by my... Uh, no, it looks good. looks okay. It's a wig. I bought it. I, I wouldn't the, even care. I bought it from the estate of Lucille Ball. <laughs> <laughs> you, the only thing is that it it straps around my chin with a little strap. That's the thing that always gives it away. Sometimes it slides back like a yarmulke. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, okay, so uh, I mean, let's focus. Go I want to get, but, but I want to get before the yes. show yeah, where yeah. where you your first passion is music. And you, yeah, jazz, jazz. I went to jazz in your neck of the woods, Berkeley College. That's of music. right. You went to Berkeley College of Music, which is yeah. still. I was there not too long ago, and I was walking around near the Berkeley College of Music, and everybody there was so funny. I saw a kid hustling to class late, and he was holding the largest. Um, I don't know if what do you, like cello case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I was Item. just yeah, and, was, and and running to class holding a giant sixty pound cello case yeah. that that dwarfed this person. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had thought, a ba- I had an upright bass. I would bring the upright bass to class on my head because I was so tired of schlepping it. What a cool way. instrument, though, the upright bass. It's cool, but it is not a good uh, career choice or life choice. So if I had a choice between like. And let's say the goal was to make a ton of money. Yeah. Hedge fund or playing uh, jazz stand-up bass? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the better way to go? Well, I think you know the answer to that, brother. Yeah, okay. Right. And that's why I, always, I work at a hedge fund now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be great if it came out that you and I co-founded a hedge fund and it was just killing it, mm-hmm. but it was very unethical. Oh, yeah. Really, like, we were doing really unethical stuff. and people Ponzi was, schemes. Yeah, and people were saying, like, I don't understand. Conan O'Brien and Eric Andre team up, but what are they doing? <laughs> We're buying lower-income housing. We're evicting people. <laughs> we're tearing it down, and then we're selling it to a nuclear power plant. That's right. <laughs> and it's got a name that isn't even. It's it's got some name like Stylex. You know? <laughs> but you know what's interesting? And talk about this. That you am I getting you off track? Because you have a specific question. I right? don't. I really don't. You, are you sure? Well, it was mostly about financial stuff. <laughs> do you want to know how much is in my bank account? <laughs> I should do a show where that's what it's all about. <laughs> Let's get down to and, it, brother. And we, and we really crunch it, and then we have uh, we have your accountant call in. Yes. And you go, well, okay. No, he's land rich. He's got a lot of properties, but you know, I would like us to have this more liquidity. And then we really crunch it down, because that's what people want to know about you, Eric. Yeah. Uh-huh. The comedy is not interesting to people. That's, I agree. 100%. No one watches you... F- most of your fan base, I mean, I think you famously said your your fan base is like college dudes and black skateboarders. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a perfect description. That is my demo. Um, but uh, but no, they don't. And I, you know what? I just moved here. Mm-hmm. I moved back to New York. We're after, in New York after, City right now. After, yeah. yeah, after 15 years in LA. And I was like, I need to go to a neighborhood. My profile is a little bit higher than when I was here last and homeless. What's like a quiet, safe neighborhood? Everyone will leave me alone. The East Village. That's where none of my demographic will. True. And I was wrong. You were wrong. I was dead wrong. Well, here's the thing. When you. Remember what I said about college bros and black skateboarders? You were wrong. That's their mecca. You need to be in like living in Jackie Onassis's old neighborhood, like on the Upper East Side. I was going to say the same thing. Where everybody's. I don't like to generalize, but I'm just going to say there's a certain neighborhood where most people are very old, 
very white, very rich. Yeah, and they probably don't watch Adult Swim or the Air They don't watch Adult Swim. They don't know who I am. Uh They think I'm a very. They think I'm a an actress who's aging poorly. And (laughs) (laughs) they're like, Conan, I loved you in Tar. I'm like, why why did you know my name was Conan then? Um, And they say like, well, I fucked up the joke. Uh, And then we get real deconstructy. Uh, (laughs) But they're like, Julianne Moore has been drinking. <laughs> poor Julianne Moore is getting people see me around and go, "Oh my god, poor Julianne Moore. What happened?" And then people come up to her and say, "You were looking pretty rough. I saw you walking down the street with Eric Andre." No. What are you talking about? Um are all actors completely psychotic and emotionally disturbed? Is there have you ever met a single actor who uh is like, hey, I'm grounded. I go to therapy, and uh, think, there's nothing wrong with me. They're all like, most, every single actor I've ever met, completely. There's always one exception that proves the rule. You know, one. There's, there's one that's like a, a, a nice, yeah, I mean, person. Yeah, Tom, sure. Tom Hanks seems sure. like a normal person unless he's committing a, a string of serial crimes in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest that nobody knows about. <laughs> but but you're right. Most people that get into the performing arts. Not well. And uh, and myself included, we're not well. I'm not an actor, but I'm not well, you know? And so it's got... Should I start the Zoloft? I have Zoloft in my medicine cabinet, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, should I do another decade of crippling anxiety? And uh, Now, so did you get the prescription? Or did you I f- stole it? Or you me. found this song? You bre- one man's trash is another man's trash. <laughs> the expiration date is like that's when they really hit when they're it's, expired. Yeah, it's from the first Bush administration, the elder Bush. Those have just basically turned into salt now. They're not even a medication anymore. And they're delicious, brother. They're like anchovies <laughs> from Sicily. <laughs> It's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
on the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the Jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time, don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors, we carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up, and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. Okay, so let's talk about this, because this okay. is something that I do think we need to explore, which is you talk a lot about your crippling anxiety, and yet you have chosen this form of comedy, which I would find to be the most anxiety-producing of all, yeah. which is pranks terrify me. Yeah. When I've been around them or when, when people have wanted me to sort of participate in a prank, I've been terrified. Really? That something's going to go wrong. You exude confidence. 
Uh, also, you're so giant. You're like Paul Bunyan. I can't imagine you. <laughs> <laughs> you, Howard, and Sasha Baron Cohen are yeah. so gigantic. Mm-mm. You guys just all exude confidence yeah, to but me. But per- it's also, you're just so high up there that it's like. But it's like, but, it's, but the personality is formed when you're young and afraid mm. and uh, your brothers are beating the shit out of you. Mm. And that's when the personality is formed. Mm. And, and it never changes. And you're going to school with carrot red hair and two Ooh. front teeth that are dead and freckles and um <laughs> and you don't have two front teeth that are dead. Is I that, did. I, my, did when you? I was a little kid, my I fell in the driveway and my two front teeth died. And my parents <laughs> said, "Well, the, you know, dentists back then were like, leave them in. The other ones will come out in, in a few years." And so I walked around with these two gray teeth in front. <laughs> It looked like corn that had rotted. You were like a chimney sweep from yes. like 19th century. And I had Britain. a bowl haircut that my mother insisted on. I looked like the Wendy's girl on crack, you know? And I'd stumble around. No, and, Bo- and Boston is a tough, that's a tough, tough town. town. Yeah, yeah. They Pe- weren't, they pe- weren't. People are tough there. Yeah. There was a lot of running away. Uh, I remembered running away from people a lot. And um, pranks. Oh, for a person with anxiety, how can I do such anxiety provoking? Yes things um i think that's actually part of it and i've talked to my therapist about it a lot and i think it has something to do i think my anxiety add and my ocd they're all they're all in a band together they're all jamming out together Mm -hmm. and i think the only time i feel alive that was in my head but i didn't want to say it i was like i can't say that like i'm like the guitar player from aerosmith the only time i feel alive (laughs) is um when i'm doing something like that's so high stakes and yes threatening my life that it helps me focus maybe that's me trying to like but my fear my fear my my fear would not be that i would get hurt my fear would be that someone else might get hurt Emotionally or, the, or physically? No, no. Um, well, both, but physically too. Like you're shooting something, or yeah. or someone's. It look, it's it's supposed to look like someone got badly hurt, but they didn't. But someone. Yeah. What if someone else rushed in and then they got hurt? Yeah. I don't know. I I that's that's always the thing that's in my mind. Which is oh, why I'm, I don't think about it that much. Yeah. I go into it blind. Yeah. Well, I think it helps that you're a sociopath. <laughs> that also helps. My medulla is the size of a popcorn kernel. <laughs> is that what sociopaths have? Don't they have like a neurological thing? Who knows? We scanned you. I went before, to jail. <laughs> most when we when you were downstairs in the serious building, uh, getting your quote pass. We also scanned your mind. <laughs> yeah, sociopath. Bing. Yeah, yeah. You Allowed have entry. You have no uh, frontal or lateral lobes yes. at all. There's just nothing there. I'm like that guy Phineas Gage. I got a railroad spike through my. Oh my god! You knew his lobe. name. You knew yeah. his name. I'm a big Phineas Gage fan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love his work. <laughs> I got his album. This his is book. the guy that accidentally got a railroad spike in his head and then lived for a long time, right? Yeah. So he's like an early, uh, early twentieth century. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe even late late nineteenth century. He got a railroad spike through his frontal lobe? Question mark. I'm gonna say. Yeah. And it didn't kill him, but it like. Uh, changed his behavior mm-hmm. and uh it's he like, thought he was or, a choo-choo train <laughs> <laughs> he used to say i'm leaving the station woo, woo. Got- uh, that's okay uh, phineas okay all right no yeah he got really cool after he got the he spike, spike through his head it was like punk rock it yeah. was like a body mod my god 
I can imagine a guy like that getting all that attention. And then today he'd get a whole bunch of attention um, on Instagram and he'd blow up and everyone would be talking about Phineas Gage and Spicer's head. And I know that two weeks later he'd see it start to drop. Mm. And so he'd say, it's time to have another piece of metal <laughs> blasted oh, no. into my head from in a different direction. And he'd be instantly killed. Oh. But he would spike again. Yeah, but you yeah. yeah, yeah. So, he'd, but go out, he'd go out <laughs> trending. Back then you could have a whole lifetime being, hey, you're Phineas Gage, the guy that got a railroad spike through yeah. the head. High five me. Not anymore. And then it's like, yeah, no, the spike thing was cool, but that's so 1998. Yeah. What have you done lately? The good old days are behind us, man. You could just get <laughs> one railroad spike through the head and you'd be on easy street <laughs> for the rest of your career. So this leads to my next question. Have you ever done a sketch and Adult Swim was like, okay, not not that one. We're not going to do that. The only one they ever cut, we had a pro Al Qaeda country song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one that it was like, oh, sweet Al Qaeda. Can't believe I never tried you. <laughs> Something what, like that. And and what was the point of view of this country singer that, you know, Al Qaeda has been, it's been enough. We've been shitting on them too much and it's time for them to catch yeah, a break. Yeah. It was like there's a lot of anti Al Qaeda sentiment. They need like a PR shakeup. So. And they, so they have a country song. Yeah. Right? So he had a country singer kick come in and sing a pro al-qaeda country song and they and they that's the only thing they ever cut and i'm like defecating on my desk every other interview and they're like yeah no problem right in right. front of celebrities right have you had fully dilated have you had celebrities uh walk out yeah who's walked out the rapper ti walked out and uh lauren conrad the uh, reality tv show oh from Star. the hills or something yeah, don't the act like you don't know Come no no in. i'm not we dated, and then we were married, and then divorced, then remarried, oh. then divorced again. Then that was a, a long time ago. Yeah. That was weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she walked out because she didn't like the flavor of your question. Um, I vomited on the desk during the interview. <laughs> I thought you slightly, and, and, you put something, you phrased something in in a slightly insulting way. You misspoke, and she walked out. No, it's I vomited. I vomited, and then I slurped the vomit back off. Okay, the desk that'll she, do it. She didn't think that was uh, cool. Yeah, a little too blue. My, I, my real achievement was I had a guest walk out before I even interviewed them, which was wow. yeah, the, he's a, a famous director, Abel Ferrar, and uh, oh, I know, I love Abel. Yeah, Ferrar. he's genius, and he showed up and he just had a panic attack. He was watching me on the monitor, and he had a panic attack. This is when we were in Rockefeller Center, and he just said, "I'm out," and he like he ran <laughs> towards the elevator and got on the elevator, and the segment producer Frank Smiley chased him, and and lost him, but then found him. And there was a bar uh, on the street level, I think called Hurley's, that was, uh, and found him there. And, and said, like, come on, you got to come back. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. And pulled him back. Really? So he made it just in time. But the idea that I actually had a guest walk before I even spoke to them wow. was quite an achievement. What did you do? What did you say? It wasn't anything. Push... I, I think he just got really nervous. I oh, think he saw me God. and said, I can't talk to that. <laughs> that that crazy man with the pastry for hair i can't talk to him so he ran away which is quite yeah um have you had pranks go awry or maybe it's or you're in it and it's not happening the way you want it to go yeah that's all that's every day that's, that's every, every time day. you shoot a prank yeah. going awry means different things to different people so going awry <laughs> no, going I'm, awry I'm, can be great yeah going awry is, yeah. i'm in the going awry business mm -hmm. uh but it not um getting anywhere the prank being a dud happens constantly you have to shoot so much more than actually airs i think 
bad trip, probably we shot. You're, the final movie, you're only seeing like 30% of the stuff we shot. Right, right. Like that. Well, that proves my the thing I've been saying forever, which is to me, and it doesn't just apply to comedy, but when you see something that you really like, it's all about what you didn't show. Because I do think there are people that would look at your stuff and think, yeah, that just, anytime you go out and do anything, it's all going to be magic all the time. No. 90% of it is unwatchable. Garbage. Trash. Jesus, take it easy, man. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> you still have those pills? Are they handy? Can you get to them? <laughs> I snort Zoloft. Don't snort Zoloft. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> oh, in a few weeks, it's going to kick in, man. <laughs> I wish that you would get on a, a mood stabilizer so powerful that it, it was a giant pill. And like a horse, they had to put it in a tube and blow it into your mouth. Why? Why do you want that for me? Because it would it would just be funny for me. You're like, it's time. It's time, Eric. And you're like, oh, shit. And you open your mouth and they come in with a big tube and they get a veterinarian to do it. Or else they have a dart gun that they and they chase you with it. And you're trying to get away. <laughs> get him in the carotid. Like I'm Harambe or something. Yeah. <laughs> I got a three-year-old in my hand. Whipping him around. Ah! So, I wish drinking was good for you. I wish I, wouldn't it was, that be great? Oh, it would solve all my problems. It was filled rich with vitamins and antioxidants. Yeah. Turns out ethanol is poison. Yes. <laughs> it's concentrated poison. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, a problem. Yeah. I also wish uh, regular exercise shortened your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish exercise shortened your life. Drinking alcohol. Imagine going to vitamin. the doctor and he's like, mm, what are you even doing? <laughs> Well, I jog. I also do weights three day, times a week, and I try and get my heart rate up at least six times a week. Okay, we got to stop that now. Like, yep. Are you are you drinking? <laughs> well, water. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Sugary, fruity rum drinks. You need to drink so many of them that when you wake up in the morning, you wish you were dead. You wish that you were dead. He's got a pina colada machine behind yeah. him. <laughs> You're going to need this. Back in the day, doctors would smoke cigarettes in yes, the office. Yes, of course. Yeah, while they were talking to you about your lung x-ray. That's insane. You know what's crazy, though? There are these people, like Winston Churchill, obviously an example of that guy. That health nut? He hated vegetarians. He called them bean eaters. <laughs> Those bean eaters. And, and, uh, but he ate and he drank constantly yeah, yeah. and um, all, he, all he'd eat was like roast beef and Yorkshire pudding yeah. and, and he's 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 drinking and he's power smoking cigars all day long. Mm -hmm. Dies at like 94. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he lived a really long time. It's not fair. And all these friends of his around him were, you know, uh, saying, Winston, please get a hold of yourself, man. And uh, my, one of my favorite quotes is Peter O'Toole one of the greatest uh, you know, uh, actors of all time, uh, late in life, they said, what are you doing now that you've retired like Sir O'Toole? Because mm -hmm. he's made a, you know, he's knighted. Mm -hmm. And he said, they said, what are you up to these days? Because you're, you're acting less. What are you doing? And he said, how do you spend your time? And he said, I, uh, I attend the funerals of friends of mine who took exercise. <laughs> <laughs> he's a legendary drinker. Just drank his way through the 60s and like all those guys. So. And George Burns cigars till he was like 101 years old. Yeah. So what does that mean? Is it all genetics? Is it just a genetic crapshoot? Yeah, they do. Or should I start doing HGH now and all crazy? You should. Dwayne the Rock Johnson kind of drugs. I should. Um, oh, that's a myth. It's all pure <laughs> with Dwayne. 
Um, he's 75 years old. And he's, <laughs> no, what, what, what do I do? All joking aside, I do think it's been shown that the, uh, that the cigarette thing is probably a gene, meaning there are people genetically, they don't, they haven't, I don't think they've isolated that gene, but there are people who can smoke and they're much less, 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 less likely to get any kind of lung cancer. My guess is that Keith Richards is like one of those people, you know? It's insane to inhale the combustion of tobacco. Steadily. Steadily. Since, for, you know, since 1957, I think Keith Richards started smoking in the crib. And then, <laughs> uh, and then, and then, yeah, but he. But what about all the drinking? Winston Churchill was like, he was like Jack Kerouac. He was like, glug, 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 glug. That's another thing, too, where I think he was t- drinking throughout the day, but not, uh, no, I don't, he was not Jack Kerouac. He was not a blackout drunk. He was not drinking and um, like that. He was drinking in a different way. He was drinking in the sophisticated English imperialist way. <laughs> <Doesn't mean laughs> he was drinking, it's five o'clock somewhere is his quote. He would drink gin like all day, wouldn't he? I don't, but I don't think he was, I don't think it was glug, glug, glug drinking. That's all I'm saying is, and, and I also think it helps when you're an imperial power. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when, when, when you're, you know, colonialists, uh, they're just, uh, there's something about you're, that system that, that uh, preserves uh, the uh, the organs. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, everything I'm saying. So is, should I take over a country? Yes. Should I take over like a small Caribbean island, make a monocrop? Yes, and system. if you um, if you exploit their resources for yeah. your good, cobalt. And, yeah, exactly, and then underpay them. Yeah, um, you can drink all you want, oh. and you'll live forever. <laughs> hey, <all Yes>. right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way this is going. I've, I'm off to you, Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> you are an essentially good person, but I keep convincing you to get a hedge fund. Yeah, uh, whatever. Be a slum lord. Become a slum lord. Uh, yeah, eat and, expired Zoloft. Yeah, and then colonize other countries. <laughs> yeah. For your own good. All right. If that's all you take out yeah. of this thing. <laughs> I think I heard you say once that it's... Uh, Did I answer a single one of your questions? No, but that's not the point of this. Are you sure? Yeah. I yeah. was... I was. I was. No, uh, no, you're doing very well. I was homeless. Well. I was anxious. No, no, but we... You know, this is, okay. this is my method. Okay. And this is my way of helping you. Okay. By not answering the questions, you're answering the ultimate question. Wow. Yeah, incredible. That's a huh? fucking trip, man. Yeah. Yeah. I own that quote now. <laughs> Hashtag Conan wrote that. Um. <laughs> You're Howard Stern's favorite interview. That's got to feel good. It does feel good. That's yeah. got to be, that would be my Oscar. I, That'd be beyond an Oscar. I'd still, I'd prefer the Oscar. Because <laughs> if I had an Oscar, you know what I would do? I would re, I would have it uh, bolted to the hood of my car. <laughs> no way people always act kind of coy, like, oh, no, it's at home or it's in the broom closet. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I would have it mounted. Oh. On the uh, on the on the hood of my car and drive around and then act surprised when people notice it. <laughs> if I had a cable ace award, I would be doing that. <laughs> I would duct tape it to the front. I of love my that you door. even know what a cable ace oh, award now, is. I came up through the cable ace awards. Cable ace awards raised me. <laughs> Your mother they was shaped. the cable ace awards. <laughs> you suckled at the teeth of the cable ace awards. The cable ace awards shaped my worldview, brother. Let me explain to our listeners who Nobody are very young and doesn't know what a cable ace is. But a long time ago, they had a separate award show for cable and it was really looked down on. Like now, HBO just gets the Emmy like anyone else. Yeah, yeah. But back then, it was the Cable Ace Awards. And when I first got to L.A., I was nominated for a Cable Ace Award and I went to a Cable Ace Award show. 
And it was my introduction to the world of, because I was working on an HBO show, but it was back when you got HBO uh, at a, at an, you know, like, I want to watch HBO. Let's go find a motel and check into it. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a Cable Ace Awards and just, and I've never been to an award show before. I'm 22. I'm from uh, Boston by way of Ireland and Lebanon, and I'm excited. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting in the, in the audience, and someone came out with a headset and a clipboard and said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at the top of the show, the group, the Temptations, are going to come out, or the Four Tops. Yeah. I forget which, but let's yeah. say it's the Four Tops. The Four Tops are going to come out. They're going to sing a medley of their hits. They'll be dressed as spacemen. <laughs> they will have uh, pretend laser guns. The lasers will be added later in special effects. When they all in unison point a laser, all of you please go, ooh, as if a laser has been fired. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I was like, what? And then, dun, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cable Ace Awards, 1985. It's the Four Tops. Sugar pie, honey, oh, sugar pie, kazoo. And we all went, woo. Sugar pie, you don't want to be kazing. Wow. And I thought, oh, show business is complete embarrassing bullshit. It's the most embarrassing. I, I wish I was an attorney. I wish I was a tax attorney who worked in a big office tower. Oh, shit. I'm just sad That's for everybody. Insane. That's yeah. insane. But that was the Cable Ace Awards. And so but how could you're so much younger than me? How do you even That's know? That's not true. Yes, it is true. You are 20 years younger than me. No, I don't believe that. Okay. Well, I know I look amazing. I mean, I fucking look amazing. <laughs> Can you tell, people can't see right now, but I'm not wearing a shirt, <laughs> and my chest is oiled, and it's... That's a, you should be like, my eyes are up here, honey. <laughs> like, um. <laughs> you've, I mean, you intentionally gained a whole bunch of weight yeah. for uh, the, the prior season, yes. the season five. Season five, and then for this season, much, season six, I got shredded. So when you when you gained you gained a lot of weight. I gained forty. Pounds. I, I wasn't good at it. It was like fluctuating a lot. You can see my weight fluctuate throughout the throughout the, the right. episodes too. Right. And it was it was probably forty forty five pounds. It was yeah. fun. It was awesome. It was that was the most fun body modification. That was like pizza at night, all the pina coladas you could ingest, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at night. And then you get really depressed. But in the beginning, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what sucks uh -huh. is I never had I, I I am older and I never had problems with weight ever. I was always skinny and I could always eat whatever I want. But after that season, I ha like your fat cells when they expand, yeah, yeah. they, um, they just go, Oh, I can do that now. And now for the first time I have to like watch what I eat and I can't drink as much as I want. And it, I, I permanently, uh, jack myself up. And what do you, uh, and then I got shredded for this season. And then as soon as I wrapped, yeah. we wrapped last year, this shooting this season. And uh, the second I wrapped, I ate like an entire unsliced pizza and then I went to bed and then I woke back up and then I ate like six bagels and then I went to Portugal and I drank like 40 gallons of wine and then it just all went, <laughs> it all came, like all came crashing down. Well, you still look good. You look, I mean, this is, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, when you came in, I thought like, no, he's looking good. He's looking good. It's a lot more, I'm wearing a lot more sweatpants and a lot less jeans. That's a sign that. 
little thick, calling it thick to work. When I take my shirt off, I look like uh, uh, an orangutan about to breastfeed. <laughs> so very maternal. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Just voluptuous <laughs> brown. A male orangutan about to breastfeed, which is very rare. Those are the rarest orangutans of all. Um, I, you know, I, what I can identify is I think we were both the same this way is I had this great run right a crazy high metabolism yeah and i could not so in my 20s and 30s and i look at pictures of myself from that era and i was eating like a maniac disgusting and have a very clear memory of getting lunch and this is when i'm at snl and dana carvey's there and he's watching me and i order a cheeseburger and french fries i order a chocolate ice cream soda with chocolate ice cream and then when that's done I order a Coke and yeah. I drink the Coke. And then when that's done, I order an ice cream sundae. <laughs> and he and I'm skinny as a rail. And he said, how old are you, Conan? And I said, I'm 24. And he went, enjoy this. <laughs> enjoy it. And and so now He's right. I, I flash back to that and go, oh, yeah. that's what he was talking about. Yeah. The metabolism slows down. Yeah, it does. That's why I do cocaine. <laughs> it speeds things up. Speeds it right up. I smoke a lot. So, really helps kill H- the appetite. HGH. <laughs> be great. I do. I have fantasized some about taking a lot of. I want to start doing crazy stuff steroids and and, stuff. and getting jacked like carrot top. Yeah, really, carrot yeah. top is I just, just saw him live. Oh yeah, for my fortieth birthday, I went to Vegas with my friends. Yeah, and I and before my friends got there, I just went and saw a show. It was incredible. Yeah, and, I but, think he gets people are too. Mean to him. Yeah, yeah. We were mean to him in the nineties. Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and he was a total sweetheart. And he is almost he's sixty, very, and he's yeah. jacked. <clears throat> he's a very nice guy. He's a very sweet guy, but he's crazy jacked. And I thought my fans would just be think it was really funny if yeah. I suddenly got jacked. Yeah, they would laugh at it. Yeah, they would, and and also. Um, anything I tried to do after that wouldn't be funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I like it. All came crashing down. Like I was in the best shape. I'd been since I was like 18 years old, but I was like, this has no comedic value, really. And it's only funny in relationship to the previous season because it's such a drastic change. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> as a as a as a life choice, like a comedian, you can't be you can't be ripped as a comedian. Really. Also, I mean, I th- like it's you have very, to be. It's very hard. Gross. You have to look disgusting. <laughs> it's very. I get infuriated when incredibly good-looking people are very funny oh. it enrages me and no, i'm thinking we, of yeah, like they should kill john ham is really funny oh and uh tim oliphant is really funny and they're torture and it enrages me because i think no no no, this was my consolation prize. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> this is the cookie i got yeah because Come on. <laughs> i was born looking like this it's not yeah <laughs> you can't give it to no. him he can't get the same cookie that i got it's, it's not, not fair it's not fair it's like that drew carey joke He's the funniest joke. He said these, these nude paparazzi photos of Brad Pitt leaked where he was naked and he had a huge penis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's not fair. And he's like, you can't be that good looking and have a huge penis. He's like, Ron Jeremy, we get it. Okay. You get like- <laughs> <laughs> they gave him something as he was headed out the door. In, just before they sent him to Earth, they were like, oh, we're sorry. Give him one of these. Elephant trunk. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. You feel better now? <laughs> kind of. 
And then Drew Carey goes, this guy's so unmarried, so hot. He's such, got such a big cock. And then Drew Carey goes, I'm sitting at home jerking off to a bootleg copy of Precious. This guy's fucking Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm giving him credit. I know comics get sensitive about, but it's an old joke that he's probably done a bunch of times. Drew Carey's going to come after me after this podcast. He's going to come after you now. He's going to come after me. So. Like a door he has to tape so but many I, of those game shows in a day. He I doesn't love have time. how dirty. Have you seen his stand up live? He's hella dirty. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he does the game shows and you, you can't be dirty on the game shows. So it's, pent, night, it's pent up. It's yeah. pent up. And he says crazy. Shit, it's hardcore. It's like a Gigi Allen concert. Why doesn't he just do it one time on, on the, the game show? On the game show like that. And then just do one where he goes for it. And then, of course, they can't air it, but they put it online. Yeah. And they, they give everyone a prize in the audience, so they're all happy. Why we, not? Because we live in a weird puritanical society where we still have standards and practices and censor boards. And it's like an old school. That's an old school thing. Censorship. Right. right. You can't say a curse word or it will put a curse on your family. That's a crazy, that's medieval, yeah. right? Yeah. It's less and less. I mean, when I got into it, there really was, I remembered having a- You couldn't say hell on TV. I meant I wrote a sketch for Chris Rock and I remembered sitting down with actual people in suits who were saying, all right, let's go through this. <laughs> This word's out. Really? This word's out. Yeah. It was, like the censors. Yes, yes. The censor, it, it yo, was, you really met the censors. Oh, they, they came in and they were like, <laughs> oh, no well, way. this is out and this is out. <laughs> and of course, crazy. this is out. And um, But then what was really weird is I would offer replacements that were in, often worse. Right, and, right. and they would say, yes, of course. <laughs> because they just wanted to show that they had done <laughs> right, their job. We went in and we did our job and we took this stuff <laughs> out. So we took out penis and then Conan put in massive cockaroo <laughs> all right very good uh okay what's the plan for the rest of the day what are we doing going right back to bed dude <laughs> face down on my floor kitchen floor cold tile okay all right well did i answer any of your questions i think in a way you answered every question did i yeah okay yeah i thought it was Your i mean was- you know adam weigh in i was just he's uh Eric's self-conscious about not answering questions, but this was a delightful no, I, conversation. I'm such a fan, and I get so excited. Was a, You're like it Santa was a conversation. It was this great. was a conversation. Yeah, it it, was, it flowed. Wasn't a you know what it was? It was, it was two jazz musicians. <laughs> you with your stand-up Blowing bass, and me with my piccolo. And we're just feeding it back and forth, you know. And you're wearing sunglasses, and I'm wearing a miner's helmet, and we're just going for it. Right on, fuzzy duck. Hell yeah! It's three in the morning. The club's empty, but we're just playing because we love to play. Eisenhower spending my tax dollars on them highways. (laughs) No way, Jack. (laughs) Oh, that made me. Oh, that reference made me so happy. Oh fuck! Beatnik references. Beatnik. beatnik. No way, Ike. Not my tax dollar. That's that's how tame our country used to be. Eisenhower wanted to build highways that connected the states using tax dollars, which really weren't that much. And some beatniks were mad about it. I'm not playing my bongos till Ike. Till Ike Ike is not. Oh, that reference made me happy. Yeah. Well, you know what? I wrote that that reference during the first Cable Ace Awards. (laughs) I'm 85 years old. Ladies and gentlemen, the four tops are about to enter. 
It will look like they're ejaculating, but they're not. <laughs> Semen will be added later. Pretend to be impressed that they're firing them like lasers. Um, really happened. Uh, you know what? I'm just uh, thrilled to know you. I'm um, glad to uh, consider us friends, even though you ghost me every time I text. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make eye contact to you. <laughs> as soon as they hit cut, yeah. I'm going to look at the floor you know and walk great? out. I'm going to get up. When this is over, I'm going to stand up to approach you and say, hey, I love that. That was really fun. And uh, someone that works for you is going to step in between us. No. And, uh, then, and then you'll be whisked out of the room. No, nobody. Yeah. I have no entourage. <laughs> I have no agent, no manager. My lawyer is LegalZoom.com. Uh, seriously. You know, I, you yeah. know who I stole that joke from in conversation? Matt Groening told me that Oh, joke. really? He yeah. goes, you know, I've never had an agent. I go, yeah, he goes, I just have a lawyer. I go, get out of here. You've never had it. He goes, I just never got an agent. Seriously. And then he goes, yeah, and then he goes, yeah, LegalZoom.com. That's what <laughs> You know, my favorite thing that I used to, my memory of Matt is when I was on The Simpsons, he would come in and he would be in his travels around the world. He would see when he saw the most horrific, comically horrific bootleg of a Simpsons oh, yeah. product, he would buy it and then bring it back to the writer's room to show us. Not because he was going to pursue any legal no. action, just because it cracked him up. He loved it. And, he, and I don't know, somewhere in Mexico, he found someone had tried to make a wooden replica of Bart Simpson's head and then uh, painted it with shoe polish <laughs> and was like selling it on the side of the road and he bought it and he brought it in and it was Bart, but he looked like he'd been in a horrible accident. <laughs> and, 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 then had an, and then had a disease that inflated parts of his head, but not other parts. <laughs> and Matt was like a little kid. He was like, isn't this great? <laughs> And he kept a big collection of them. I thought, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's the highest compliment you could give, Matt. Uh, but, er um, Eric, I want to thank you for being my best friend. Yes. My anytime. only friend. My only friend, really. No, And um, true. seriously, um, keep making things. You make people really happy. Thank and you. you've got a great, loving spirit. And Thanks, uh, you're crazy funny. And thank you. Thanks, thank you for brother. being out there and doing your thing. Thanks, I appreciate man. it. The feeling's mutual. Appreciate you. Okay. I appreciate you and let's let's kiss. <laughs> let's finally kiss. Okay. <laughs> All right, here I come. <laughs> All right. I don't know what that's the sound of me kissing. <laughs> that's like a squid that got stuck in a blender. <laughs> that's how I kiss. That's my wedding night. Mm, come here, Eliza. <laughs> it's like Nixon. Nixon eating squid. <laughs> 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 Keep going. I think you got a little more, a little more meat on the <laughs> You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. Mm. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think CarShield. CarShield plans... <laughs> 
provide protection <laughs> on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call CarShield and choose the mechanic to do the work. CarShield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice to protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save 20% today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save 20%. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. Coming in hot today, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I'm concerned. I'm concerned about the future of this podcast, and I think we need to clear the air a little bit. Here's the issue. The issue is that this potential booking has arisen, <sighs> and I, the reason we started fighting beforehand is I just said I'm worried, Sona, about this podcast, this booking happening <sighs> Because there might be some issues. That's all. I'm saying you ain't, don't normally talk about bookings on the show before right. the show happens. Sure. And you don't like talking about potential bookings because you because you don't want to jinx it. I know. I know that this goes against my rules, but you also know that I'm a very freeform kind of guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, no, no, no. I just. <laughs> Even Blaze, like, yeah. no, no, no. wincing. You know that I'm not a control guy. Real Polly Shore over here. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaur, yes. Polly Shore, no. I don't know. Uh, and now all, I've blown who our guest is. Yeah, yeah. Let's figure out your references ahead of time. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I happen to know that he crafted his material, Polly. Uh, what I what I'm trying to say is that I'm very much in touch with the energy around me. I go with the flow. I don't overthink things, and that's okay. I think what's made me a household name. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Conan the Barbarian. Films. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who the guy was that you no, just No, no, no. I was talking about the Conan movies. Okay, people yeah. love those movies. Anyway, here's what's happening, loyal listeners, or people just tuning in for the first time. There's a potential guest on the horizon. It hasn't been locked down yet, but uh, he wants to do the, the podcast. And I've interviewed him several times or many times in the past on the late night show and always love him. 
And the problem is there's someone in this room who's such a super fan that I almost worry about this gentleman's safety and security during the interview. <laughs> Mine? No. Oh. Just stop being a wise ass okay. for one second. Okay. Uh, I want you to accept the fact that there's a maybe 50-50 chance that you will be in a room with Harrison Ford <sighs> in the near future and that he might be a guest on the podcast and you would sit here and participate in that interview. He would be sitting maybe about, I think I'm going to say that's about a foot and a half from you. I'm we can make that a foot if we really No, were. no, no, no. <laughs> Taking the wheels off these rolly chairs. Okay. I don't want you wheeling over to him every second and cuddling. You are a massive James Bond fan, but you also are a fanatic, a Harrison Ford fanatic. Yeah. Star Wars, you name it. Anything Harrison Ford has done. You saw him uh, in um, Eugene O'Neill's uh, Iceman Cometh. Uh-huh. Um, in the audience, he was there working on a seat that was broken. Uh, but I mean, you are you are obsessed with this man, Harrison Ford. Yeah, he's my favorite actor of all time. He's played, you know, Indiana Jones and Han Solo, two of my favorite characters. He's a carpenter. He's gruff. He suffers no fools. I think you're right. You should worry about this. Yes, yeah. I'm glad. Sona, I think you're going to be cool. Oh, I'm going to be cool. Yeah, you're fine. You like yeah. you you like you some Harrison I, Ford. I love Harrison Ford. But you can control yourself. Um, this is. This is uncharted territory. You know, I'm a professional. I've been around major stars uh, my whole life. What? Yeah. You, know, you, you yeah. haven't been around major stars your whole life. Well, my father was a microbiologist. And you're, oh, okay. you're also bearing the lead. No, He's I'm, not what, a professional. What I, what, I meant, what I meant was major stars in the world of microbiology. Oh, right, oh. right, right. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People yeah, yeah. that have done incredible work on antibiotic resistance. What did you oh, think? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like celebrities, like TV stars These are and celebrities stars. to me. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. We yeah. all have to look out for antibiotic resistance. Okay. Use those antibiotics wisely. Okay. But huge names in that field. That's what I was talking about. I'm sorry. I misunderstood you. Do you think you're going to be able to get it together if Harrison Ford ends up doing the podcast? You, truly? Yeah. I think when I'm really, really appreciate and revere someone like this, I will probably end up being a little bit more reserved and a little bit more uh, on guard because I really don't want to blow it, you know? Because mm -hmm. if I play my cards right, he and I are leaving pals. Oh, now what do you, and, uh, let's what? spend, no, let's spin out this scenario for yeah, a little bit. Wait, Tell yeah. us what, what? let's, 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 yeah. let's hear okay. it. What do you okay. think happens, Matt? We walk straight down to Chipotle. Oh. We pick out each other's meals for each other. We try oh. to size each other up. Like, I bet you're one of these guys. Right. And I get him and I nail it. And he's like. What did you get him that nailed it? I just got him a, a bean and cheese burrito with some cilantro <laughs> and a, and a tomato. There's some tomato. Wait, a whole tomato? <laughs> well, they cut it up. They cut it up. I thought, you, I thought you took a big chance and said, oh, and Mr. Ford will have a whole tomato on the side. He's going to eat it like an apple. Have you been to uh, Chipotle? Uh, <laughs> what, the, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like a bear. <laughs> I hope, you know what I'm rooting for? What? I hope that you overstep the bounds and I hope you blow it in some way that's maybe even catastrophic for this podcast, <laughs> but I would live off the pure joy of that screw up forever. Challenge accepted. And leash, uh, unleashed, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, unclicked, I guess. I yeah. thought that when I first heard he was a possibility, I thought you would do something so, to keep me and Matt away from it. That could or still Matt happen. especially. Yeah. I tried. I tried very hard, but he's he said the only... Reason that he's doing it is because of you two. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he doesn't even sense. think he doesn't even think I'm going to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Sense. That guy's not going to be there, is he? <laughs> this is my Harrison Ford. Is that your Harrison Ford? Uh, uh, I just woke up. Uh, just General Patton. It uh, sounds like Clint Eastwood. I'm going to kill those Nazis. <laughs>
Hey, General Patton. I'm not Patton. I'm Harrison Ford. Uh, no, uh, he is um, very funny. He's very dryly funny, yeah. but very, uh, very funny guy. And, and in that sense, I think I I understand. Like he's not the person you can, you know, be desperate around. You can, so I probably will just clam up because I'm not going to try to make someone who doesn't like fools like me. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. I'm probably going to be pretty scared. I'm convinced that I will still be needy. Because that never changes. No, that never right. changes. I'll do some things that irritate him throughout the interview. On purpose? I think probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to like, get him going. Uh, I'll say I'm, you know, I don't think airplanes are great machines. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a very, I don't, I don't think it's a great design and we should probably just, you know, mankind should stop using them. <laughs> what the hell are you? <laughs> I mean, I, I could, so I think that would be one thing. God, that he could flies say. planes. Yeah. You need to get into a point. Get to a point where you could just like fly somewhere. That's with where we're him. going right after just Chipotle. The two of we're going to fly from Chipotle to Chipotle <laughs> and pick up full tomatoes. You know what you should do? You should convince him. Just do a lot of reading that you're an avid pilot, oh, yeah. and then um, become friendly with him, and then take him up and reveal right after liftoff that you've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a scene from Temple of Doom. Can you fly? No. Can you? What? Oh, God. What? what? Don't what? do that when he's here. What? Please I'm getting don't it out do that. now. I'm getting it out no, now. No, you're. there's no getting it out I'm now. I'm getting it out That's now. That's like a pervert saying, well, I just masturbated once. That should take care of problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, all taken care of for all of time. <laughs> I just shot my load. Oh, and I'm ready to be a real regular person. <laughs> For the rest of my lifetime. Because we all know demon doesn't regenerate and urges don't return. I'm worried about you now. Well, for other reasons, not about Harrison yeah, Ford. I just shouldn't be out too, in the world. too real. And that's also my real speaking voice I use. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we're off mic, I go, how did you guys think it went? Did you like it? While masturbating. Do you think Harrison had a good time? Oh, Are you is... going to be your usual self? Yeah. Okay. I'm, look, Sona, all joking around, yeah. you know that I travel in some pretty heady circles. I do. Okay, so what? You, I'm going to flip out because Harrison Ford's here? No, okay. I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to be like, hey, HF, you know, which way's the wind? <laughs> which way's the wind blowing? No. What's uh -huh. up? What's up? What's up? What's up? No, you don't even do that normally. Now That's I'm saying. worried when he comes in, we're all going to be trying to play it so cool that like we're not even going to speak to mm -hmm. him. We'll just talk to ourselves. And, like, I'm going to smoke the whole time. Yeah. I'm just going to have a cigarette? a cigarette. Well, no. Oh. It's going to be one of those bubblegum vapes. <laughs> 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 it's going to make a little bubbling sound. <laughs> and the whole room will smell like watermelon and bubblegum. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Harrison, I've been around. <laughs> you like that sound? You like that? You said one of those watermelon vapes, but I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know that they, they do they make a bubbling sound? No, I think you're confusing no. a, a bubble pipe with a watermelon. Vape. I know what sounds funny to me, so I altered, I essentially altered what an e cigarette is, what a vape, okay, yeah. what a vape pen is. To match what I think is funny. I okay. That. So I bend time and space. <laughs> well, now you're going to to <laughs> make things that aren't in and of themselves funny. Okay. To create a yes, in my mind, a vape goes <laughs> and there's a fruity smell in the room. It isn't just me. Harrison Ford is 
gone in five minutes. Guess what? I just yeah, gone. Is. Guess what? Gone. Yeah. His publicist just heard some of this conversation and he's out. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He's definitely That's out. That's probably best. Yeah. Like close. Yeah. yeah. She close. played him two seconds of us talking about him and <sighs> That's the right choice, I think. I think, I think the right choice is for him to just not come. And I think for the team, I should call him sick. I really think I shouldn't be here. He fled this uh, podcast like a giant boulder was rolling after him. See, that I understand. Yeah, see, now you're talking. What if you have to pee real bad or poop? I'm okay. planning to wear a diaper. All right. All right. Let's. Like, no, I'm, I'm saying like lady. there have been times when we've interviewed people where I've had to go to the bathroom really bad and I'm like sweating here and yeah. you guys are chatting. So I I'm know. just saying like what happens if then that just becomes. But wait, all that has nothing about. to do with Harrison Ford being a, a cool, great booking for <laughs> no. us. That's just you needing to use the bathroom sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So that's completely apropos of nothing. I know. I'm sorry. I just was I was trying to figure out all this scenarios. Okay, maybe uh, let's let's get on with the show. <laughs> but HF, <laughs> HF, if you change your mind, come swing on by. Okay? Oh, see you at Chipotle. Crack the cockpit. Bye. Grab a whole tomato. Here we go. <laughs> Vape pen sound that doesn't really exist. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.